Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni, welcome to Classic Loveline, episode 488, from August 12th, 1997, a Tuesday night show, with guest downtown Julie Brown, yes, the former VJ. Adam musters up some fake enthusiasm and drew mocks him right out of the gate for the hypocrisy. Adam reveals he turned down a gig doing commercials for Knott's Berry Farm this year due to his busy schedule, and Drew emphatically begs him to take gigs like this in the future for the sake of his kids' entertainment via some comp tickets. Julie joins them after the first break and has very unusual chemistry. This is her only known appearance of the Adam Carolla era. There may be one or two lost visits. We will soon find out. As per usual, this was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Love Life. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of our podcasts. Mahalo and get on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. Yes. Really? No. Trying to kickstart myself here. Didn't you just finish saying, before, just seconds before the uh, mic went on, you said people are craving something real. Yes. Please, please, please give them something I don't real. have anything real tonight. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, nothing. Ooh, I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Dr. Drew is a board-certified physician an addiction medicine specialist. And tonight our guest is Julie Brown. She's on that e-gossip show. Actually, she's everywhere. She's not the comedian Julie Brown. No. 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 This is uh, the English Julie Brown. Right. She just uh, appears everywhere. Out here she's doing these Knott's commercials. By the way, she's doing the uh, Knott's commercials that I used to do. I thought you were the Knott's spokesman. I quit. Julie Brown took over. You mean they didn't offer you the job this year? No, they did. I just said, nah. I'm tired. I'm a big TV star. On behalf of my kids, will you take the job next time, please? So I can get you some tickets? Yes, please. Did I get you? And Knott's yes, Berry Farm is a local amusement park out here, if you didn't know, and you're listening somewhere else and they don't have a Knott's Berry Farm. Oh, it's a great place for kids. Knott's Berry Farm started as, uh, hey, uh, we got the Haunted Shack, which was basically a uh, Sears gardening shed with a cobweb in it. Right. And uh, then and we'll, mine. And we'll give you these little... Uh, Preserve samples. Right. They have uh, jelly and stuff. Now it's, uh, boy, they got Snoopy and uh, they got all these roller coasters. And I was going down there doing these, trying to do these commercials where they taped a damp machine to my chest and then taped me to a roller coaster and spun it around 30 times. And I was supposed to narrate during it and the sound tech couldn't, could never figure it out right. And I was vomiting because <laughs> I ate a jumbo chocolate chip cookie. Here's the way I am. You give me something free, I eat it. Oh, yeah. I could watch somebody uh, defecate onto a cassava cracker. Wait a minute. No, wait a minute. No, a Warsaw. What is that cracker? Yeah, not cassava. Warsaw? Warsaw. Warsaw cracker. About. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the worst tasting cracker in the world. Yeah, the, the, the lavash or something. Like and that. I would eat it right there. Right, right. If it was free. Um, hmm. okay. I, I just thought anything with sugar in it, you would eat it no matter what had happened to it. I'll do that, too. Yeah. And speaking of eating, Drew. Yeah. Do you like zucchinis? Yeah. You do? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, or, or, hey, uh, people are pretty indifferent about zucchini. Yeah, it's indifferent, like fried zucchini, yeah. Okay. There's no... <laughs> there's, I don't get excited about there's it. There's no zucchini... Uh, zucchini be- bread is good. Yeah, I'm not making zucchini bread. I have zucchinis, Drew. Huge uh, zucchinis. Uh, oh, nature's miracle. <laughs> I planted a garden at my house. Where? Actually, I had one of my uh, goofball friends from high school plant it for me. Chris? No, uh, Snake. Oh. 
And he planted this thing, and there was like these zucchinis, and he said, how many zucchini plants do you want? And I said, well, I don't know. Give me a row of zucchini plants and uh, give me a row of tomato plants. Well, six weeks later, I have zucchinis that are the size of mm, Hulk Hogan's penis. Uh, no. Engineer Mike, put that on a cart, please. P possibly bigger. Okay. I mean... He's this, on steroids for a little while. It might not be so big. These, it's like Madame Curie's garden. Right. When you see this zucchini, it looks like a novelty zucchini. Okay. It was 45-pound zucchinis. Mm. I mean, they're huge. It's you like, don't see like them a, that a bad. Bad Gilligan's Island, where uh, some kind of uh, atomic weapon landed on the island. Right, and, right. and the professor's garden goes uh, AWOL. I have zucchinis, and now I realize f five weeks later I have this bumper crop of zucchinis. So I have like 111 70-pound zucchinis, no, and I have and no idea what to do with these. Yeah, I'll take them. All right, we'll they're beautiful. We'll I can't throw them away. No, no, we'll take them. As I toiled in the sun, you I, know, I really actually do love fresh vegetables, so that's great. Yeah, I can't tell the difference between these and the Susan store bought ones. Susan grinds these things up and puts them in pancakes. The only way we can get vegetables in our kids. Seriously. Listen. Yes, I'm serious. <laughs> tell the kids if they don't eat the vegetables, they don't get whatever's coming after it. Right. You know what you need to do? Lock the cabinets. You need Disney to an in endorse a vegetable. Oh, yeah, it's a great idea. Disney needs to come out it's with a, a great vegetable. Idea. I don't know if they have a Disney farm somewhere or something, but if... They had the cowboy from Toy Story on a zucchini. Yeah. Your kid would gobble it up. Yeah. That's what you need, Drew. That's brilliant. All right, what are you going to do about that? I'm going to think about it. i going to figure out a way to voice that on him. <laughs> Thank you. Brooke. Yes. Hey, did I mention that Dwight Yoakam's coming in? No, you did not. Well, he'll be in at the end of the week. Okay. Okay. What's going on? You're 23. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. So, um, I just got married two months ago. And I've been with my husband now for three years, and we have a baby. And, um, How old is the child? She's two and a half. Mm -hmm. And um, I had bruises the day that I got married. And I, um, he now tells me that he is uh, dedicated and that he realizes what he's done to his family. And Did you say dedicated? I think that was the word. What's that? Was the word dedicated? Dedicated. Okay. And you had bruises the day of your wedding because? Um, I got really upset because he had uh, strippers at his bachelor party. Oh, and, boy. Um, I had brought it up a couple too many times. Anne, leave the room, please. <laughs> Anne is like, uh, do you remember Starsky and Hutch? Yeah. They had, or Beretta. Beretta had Rooster, I think, and Starsky and Hutch had uh, Huggy Boy. Right. And women, or Huggy Bear, sorry. Women have Ann, meaning when Breda or Starsky and Hutch needed, like, the word on the street, they'd go to one of these guys. These were pimps with feathers in their hat. <laughs> they can't make 70s uh, TV shows anymore where, like, a black guy in a fedora and a full-length purple duster stands out there and gives out information. But the but point is, is Ann, they would go to these people and get information. Ann makes it her business to know about every bachelor party in the world. That's right. Yeah. You could have called Ann and found out what went on. <laughs> She uh, she probably she probably just punch up uh, your last name and do a whole computer readout. <laughs> well, there was uh, they played uh, three rounds. I'd make a lot of money. Oh, you and women from all over the world would come to me to find out. Uh, and you'd be gratified. Oh, it would really yeah. be a dream come true for you. I think. Well, that's my calling. Yeah, it, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. And the rat. Let's and by the way, I, I tell you something. I, I like what? I'd like to get some feedback from some of our, our listeners on this one. Adam's gonna be gone a couple of days. Was it next week? Mm-hmm. It and is. I've, 
Is it next week or the week after? I don't know. I think it's the week, week after. after. First week of September. Yeah, I, I've, I've requested that Anne sit down here with me and do a show. I uh, think it's a brilliant idea. I feel in host. So if anybody thinks that's a great idea, please uh, feel free to stand up and be counted. Brooke? I'm losing my mind. Yeah. Okay, okay. so the wedding went on. There was a big bachelor party. Uh, you started ragging on him, and he hit you? No, that's the thing. He says he's never hit me because he's never hit, like, taken his hand and open hand hit me. He's... You know, he's broken a couple phones in my head, and he's slammed my head on some walls. Wow. And, and this didn't start until you got married? No, this... Well, it happened this, right before they got married. No, it's been going on. I know, but right it on. happened right before you right. got married. What is right. his family of origin like? Um, they... dad is full-blooded Armenian, and his mother's full-blooded Irish. Do you All right, that? get out of there. Those are two fighting breeds. That's like mixing a pit bull with a Rottweiler. Well, my daughter, she's now starting to voice, and, um... He's done this in front of her, and um, so she said. Uh, Let me just tell you that that is very damaging for a child to see that stuff. I know that, and I know that, and she so she told him, "Daddy, no fighting," and she's told him, oh. um, "Daddy, you know you hurt mommy." Oh. And uh, so now he's. You understand that, that children that age take responsibility for these things. They feel she has thrown herself on me to protect me. Uh, but I, oh, but so he's look. smacking you around right in front of her. Brooke, that's the thing. He doesn't smack me. He throws look, me. Well, yeah, all right. I'm, Listen, Brooke. Please. <laughs> all right. I'm trying to tell you something. Listen to me. Oh, man. I'm going to come over there and smack you. No, listen. Please, please, please just listen what? to me. Why? Um, the only reason that I tolerated this, I mean, I'm, I'm smart and I'm an intelligent person, and I just sort of woke up one day in this relationship, in an abusive relationship, and believe it or not, he is a really good father. I mean, he's quality sit down wait, on wait. the floor. What is, what is the only reason you've tolerated this? Um, because he's been so good to her. He has not been good to her. He has traumatized her badly. And now he says he realizes that... Badly. Voicing it. All the uh, monopoly and Lego in the world is not going to undo what he's done to your child. Hold on. Put that on a cart, would you, Mike? And, Mike, would you get those carts going? Hold on a second, Brooke. What is going on with the cart machine here at Westwood None? We don't have a cart machine? Why? <laughs> did they tell me to stop bragging on them? No, me. All right. Well, get the cart machine, please. Can you please? We're getting backlogged here with Druisms. Monopoly, uh, Monopoly and Lego. That's, uh, that's golden. I've been working on getting your vacation days ready. Uh, okay, all right. All right, so, Brooke. That shut him up. Listen, is a guy in any kind of counseling? That's see, I already sent he. My girlfriend called and sent him to jail, and good, he fantastic. He went to a twenty-week ma anger management, and he has. It sounds terrible, and I sound like I'm with a complete idiot. And that I mean, I, I do have more scruples about me than this, but he has two drunk drivings, and um, was is he drinking when uh, when this happens usually? Not always, no. All right, so he's an alcoholic also. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have an a alcoholic abuser. I mean, just just deal in reality for a second. All right, but when but that's what he is. But this is the thing. I, the he could be the nicest guy on earth. It, the only reason I justified it as long as I have is because he said to me that he just couldn't take it because I was emotionally unstable. And I had given him that because I am. He's blaming you for his being an abuser, for his being an alcoholic, okay? Do not take that. It has nothing to do with you. He is an abuser and an alcoholic. That's who he is. That is reality. Okay, just just think of that. Those are the words that describe who he is. There's some very nice people out there who also are bank robbers. I mean, those guys that shot up uh, the, the 
police in North Hollywood? Supposedly very nice guys. Well, I'm sure yeah. they were delightful. I mean, being a nice person and being able to make people like you or feel that you're a nice person has nothing to do with it. Oh, John Wayne Gacy was a clown. Everyone loved him. Yeah. <laughs> John, do you know uh, Drew? Do you know John Wayne Gacy? One is? of the serial murderers. Yeah. Guy had uh, all the bodies underneath his house. Nice. Remember? So you don't think that if if he says he's dedicated to change and to his family, that you don't think it's uh, maybe? I think I think a reasonable way to handle this would be with a very high degree of structure. Uh, like maybe you take the child away from him and he live apart from you while he works on this yes. for many months. That he go to a program, get his alcoholism treated, focus on that, get into therapy, and work on it for daily, for many months, and then slowly, with the help of the professionals, transition you back into the, a, a lifestyle together. Once he's had a chance to to look at what it is he is and is doing, uh, yeah, that's a reasonable plan. Sure, Brooke, is it the, Brooke. She, she is. He and is then the while he's. Child. Doing that, you can figure out why you were with a guy who's this way. And absolutely, that that you would need to get some codependency treatment too. That that would be definitely part of his treatment. Oh. Would be your focus. Heavy on denial. Own. Yeah, it, it, we we've decided this show is going to be dedicated to truth from now on. That's that's truth line. We just want to deal in truth. <laughs> yeah, here's the truth. When I divulged something to Drew earlier earlier that afternoon, like one of my first uh, masturbatory sessions, and then he spills it out over the air. That's, that's, truth, that's truth, according to Drew. No, no, that's true. You notice I said to Brooke, yeah, yeah he, he, you know, she's saying what uh, he's doing to her and that um, the kid is throwing herself in front of him saying, don't hurt mommy. And I say, um, uh, daddy's, uh, so he's smacking you around in front of He's not smacking me. He's pushing me. He's busting a phone over your head. Yeah. I'd rather get smacked around. And by the way, isn't that just a general term, Drew? Yeah. Thank you. <sighs> Christian, don't get married. Uh, nobody get married and no more kids. Hello. Thank God they have a daughter. Because if they had a son, well, he'd be killing people. Christian. How's it going, guys? Hey, you're 20 years old. Yes, I am. We're a little bit disgusted by the human condition. That was pretty pathetic. Other than that, we're fine. Good. Uh, my question is, uh, me and my girlfriend were in the shower Saturday night making love. And she was like half bent over. I was behind her. And in the heat of the passion, I pulled out too far. And not really realizing I did, I went to thrust back forward. And when I did, I hit the little spot between the mm. two, yeah. you know, and jammed myself, my penis, pretty hard. And I immediately lost my erection, and it swelled up something fierce. Mm. And then uh, yesterday... Wow. It got really you were really going at it. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was a moment. And you sure you didn't bang it on that porcelain soap dish <laughs> or something that was against her? No, it was her because she's bruised from it too, and it's really bruised since yesterday. And then today we were going to have sex again, and I got an erection, but now it aches really bad when I get an erection. Well, you still had sex, didn't you? No, really. It hurt bad. Oh, this is bad. Because you you're very committed to sex. <laughs> is your is the penis still swollen? Not really. Is there it's, any distortion when you have any part? Any change in the anatomy when you have an erection? Um, it's a little bit puffier, like halfway down the shaft. Yeah. But other than that, it's really discolored, though. You probably yeah, you tore it, and uh, so I'm wondering if this something that's gonna. If it was just like you know a penis sprain, or just something that's gonna be well, okay. You, or, you definitely need to see a urologist. Definitely. Sometimes these things need to be repaired. Usually they're okay. Wait a minute, Drew. Do you think it's a tear or is it a, a is it a contusion? It's probably a tear. 
contusion suggests that it, that it's like a blunt injury that ruptures, you know, that, that crushes an area and causes bleeding into the soft tissue. This is a this is a, a tube that fills up with blood. It's got a fibrous sheath on it that if it tears, if it if you hit it, it'll, it'll tear. Mm. And uh, doesn't work so well then. Hurts. What should he tell the urologist? Exactly what happened. All right. Does he have to say they're in the shower? No. Because <laughs> that's embarrassing. It was kind of nice though. Yeah. No, I understand. You're going at it. You have the radio cranked up and everything. Listen to the love line, actually. No, I was listening to love. I was listening to something else. <laughs> All right. Look, we're not going to check up on you. Please. <laughs> a little plug there for you. Uh, yeah. Speaking of plugs, how's the penis? Uh, aching. All right. So All right. Go, go see your own. Does Could he give it a couple days and no. then go? No, no, no. no. Got to go. go in. Go. Okay. Right. It'll probably be okay. Don't take any aspirin or any of these anti-inflammatories in the meantime. Why not? That can make things that have been bleeding more likely to bleed further. Because it thins your blood out? Right, right. All right. Ian. Yes. You're 25. Yes. You're on Loveline. How you guys doing? Good. I seem to have a problem getting over uh, ex-girlfriends. How many mm. you had? Uh, actually, just two. Mm. I dated one girl for five years mm. and the other one for almost two. Yes. And what happens when they try to break up with you? Oh, uh, well, the first one, it was a pretty long, drawn-out process. Another the, one was the, really wanted to... The breakup was long and drawn-out. Yes, it was. Like three years. Oh, it took a, it took a year. Uh, she's, she's married now, and I'm okay with that, finally. I never realized I had a problem with it until some other friends told me, you know, they were kind of worried about me. Because but I, I really realized it tonight when I was talking to a friend, and uh, she mentioned a fling that she had. And, I mean, it, I was just kind of shocked. It, it, I didn't realize how much it would hurt, and it, it really did. It, it, set, it upset me greatly. You were talking to a friend, and she mentioned a fling that your ex had? Yeah, with, with someone else, of, of course. But oh. I mean, the most recent ex. Yeah, that you didn't. The, the, Why you was your friend uh, discussing the fling that your ex had? <laughs> well, we were just, you know, we were talking. We, uh, conversations always end up talking about sex. Sure, yeah. well, that's why I always <laughs> masturbate before I get on the phone. <laughs> but wait a minute, then they turn to sports and politics. This is, this is a male friend or a female friend? <laughs> female friend. Uh, yeah, my ex's best friend. Uh, what do you think about that? I don't know. She was the ex's best friend. She was her best friend, and I'm sure uh, Ian. You know, you know the best friend deal. I know, but yeah, I bet I Ian, Ian probed a little bit. Yeah, but why is he? Why every conversation does he have with this female friend end up talking about sex? Well, no, he could talk to the guy fixing his radiator, and it would turn <laughs> to sex. But yeah, you know, a horny you, guy. But you yeah, have a it happens at work. It happens. Yeah, yeah, but know. wait, you have a theory that uh, women or something when, when there's a heterosexual couple that is a friend. One of them is usually more interested than the other, at least initially. All right, we'll pursue that avenue. What's going on with the friend? Oh, nothing. Actually. I know. She's dating somebody. We're uh -huh. talking along. She's we not interested in how, you. <laughs> we were talking about how people, uh, oh, how their sexual appetites were, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess uh, I guess she was pretty randy. And okay, how far has it been? Uh, how Sorry, how long has it been? Since we broke up? Yeah. Um... She broke with me last September. It's been a while. <laughs> and I knew I had, you know, a little yeah. bit of oh, feelings for Coming me. on a year. Yeah, it's been a while. All right. But isn't this one easier than the first one? I would have to agree so. Uh, but I, <laughs> it's very frustrating. Right. You're doing the same. You're at the same uh, crossroads I was at at 25, young Ian. Now, listen carefully. Okay. My first relationship, the breakup, devastating. I mean, it was devastating. We hadn't gone out for five years, but it was a first love kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Totally devastated. Absolute mess. Yeah. 
Yeah. Never tried to kill myself, never carved on myself. Well, you probably thought about it. I wanted to kill myself. It's just I was so depressed I couldn't get off the sofa. Yeah, I, I, I was there once, too. Mm -hmm. I, I managed to lose 30 pounds in a month. I yeah, I lost a bunch of weight. I, I, was, yeah. I was miserable, miserable. And then the second breakup came when I was about 25 uh, with, a, with the, the stripper girlfriend. No, that was, oh, wow. Again, yeah. miserable. Beside myself, miserable, had to get her back, blah, blah, blah. Made you an you ass got her back, myself. actually, too. Yeah, I did get her back. And screwed that up. I did well, the I, same thing as soon as I got I, her back. I thought I could get back with this girlfriend. but Right, all right, made an ass of myself. For some reason, after then that broke up for the second time, I have not been that miserable since. Were you in therapy at that point? Uh, no, although I'd been in and out of therapy. So, so you already were improving, just you were being treated already. Well, so. some of it is therapy, some of it is just plain time, and some of it is this sort of resilience or this callous, uh, mm -hmm. you know, you build up a little, your yeah. skin thickens a little bit. But, but you and I have the same history in that we cast it a play. We need we needed players for our for our. Right, a drama. Right, you would be playing the part of the gay neighbor, by the way, <laughs> and 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 he's pointing at me. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, not you, Ian. And uh, um, I was wondering there, but he, the, the, we both had clingy, uh, unrealistic. Uh, uh, we're fantasy filled in a lot of the uh, yeah. the, the shortcomings. Of well, the no, no, no. I want to correct you, Drew. My problem was is I wasn't clingy until the relationship ended, and then I turned into Mister Cling. Uh. So, so I, was I was clingy during and... I was aloof. I was distant. I, I didn't want to get involved. I didn't have time for them. I avoided them. And then when they said, well, obviously this guy doesn't want to be around me. I can't take it anymore. I'm breaking up. Then I turned into uh, Velcro Man I see. and cleaved to the side of their leg and had them drag me around like a fat mom dragging a toddler around a department <laughs> store. I've actually felt like clinging to the legs. Oh, yeah. I know. It, it, I, you just want very, to hang on to them and not let go. Of it's, them. It, I mean, anybody it's, that's close enough, it'll listen to me. Yeah, it's actually a complicated psychology that uh, is operating here. But uh, you, you hopefully will learn to manage this. All right. So here's my advice for you, Ian. Okay. Don't do anything stupid. Oh no. It's no. been a while. Yeah. You're just about out of the woods. Get on with your life. The best thing you can do is invest time in your life. Don't start up with the drugs. Don't get yourself thrown in jail. Don't balloon up. Don't drop 80 pounds. Just press on with your life, and it's going to be painful. You know what? Treat yourself like someone with a handicap. Ah, this is a good thing. Meaning, there's people who get into a motorcycle accident, and they lose the use of their legs. And all of a sudden, everything becomes a chore. And they used to spring out of bed in the morning. Now they have to work their way onto the wheelchair. They used to uh, jump in the shower for five minutes and head to work. Now they got to get on some sort of contraption and lower themselves into a thing and blah, 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 blah. Every day is a chore. But the point is, is they just have to rise to the occasion and sort of push through it and eventually gets better. Now, the good thing about a guy like Ian is his legs actually grow back. Right. He regains use of his legs. Maybe. He just, no, he will. Yeah, but his legs are kind of, the knees are weak. They're a little atrophied yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, the little knobby around the knees. Yeah. yeah, I saw that too. He has to pretend like he's one of these people that just suffered this accident. He needs to push his way through. Otherwise, you're just going to lie in bed and get bed sores. Yep. And my my life and family were so pathetic that I didn't have a choice. I mean, I was just screwed. I didn't have any health plan or anything. I mean, if I didn't go to work, I didn't get paid. Every day I went in was the day I got you paid. Didn't, you didn't eat. And that was paid. it. Didn't eat. 
if I didn't if I didn't work. So as miserable as I was, as horrible as my jobs were, going to going to working for the closet guys, the born again Christians, seven of them, me and seven born again Christians working at a closet manufacturing place in Burbank, in the hubs of hell. Oh, but I just pushed through it. And that's what Ian has to do, Thank too. Thank God you did, Adam. Now you're here to just enlighten us all. And the next one will be that much easier, I guarantee it. Julie Brown will be in here in just a moment. She's from the uh, Gossip Show on E! And we'll be back after this. Next Tuesday on NBC, it is the return of Undateable. If you're a fan of Big Laughs, this is definitely the show for you because Undateable has the funniest cast on TV. The night begins with the best season of The Voice ever, followed by Undateable and the premiere of One Big Happy. That is next Tuesday on NBC. I'm Saffron. I'm Tim. Johnny Glue. We're Republica, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carollo and Dr. Drew. Carollo. Carolla. Carolla. See, she put an R on it right there. Did she put an R yeah, there? Carolla. I think so. I oh, thought yeah. it was sort of an O. I'm going to hear it. All right, Mike. Go ahead. Earn your money. And you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carollo and Dr. Drew. Carollo. She said it right. See that, Drew? I screwed up your ears. I heard Carolla again. Yeah, because you were saying it like a mantra. Corolla, Corolla, Corolla. Huh? Huh? Julie Brown is here. Downtown. And what? Downtown, Julie Brown. Really? There's two of us, you see. Well, which one are you? I'm the... I'm the uh, yeah, I know. You're downtown, Julie Brown. But yeah. we were just told not to say downtown, Julie Brown. You were? Who said that? Everyone said it. Oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> These goddamn publicists. I swear to God, they should all just be uh, cut up and then turn into chum. Bring up some uh, trophy fish out in the bay. Oh, okay, that's it. It's downtown Julie Brown. As a matter of fact, it's just downtown. I got the green light from the source. Downtown Julie Brown is here. And she's from the uh, Gossip Show, show on E, a show I watch. I watch a lot of E. We do, too. You do? Yeah, actually, yeah. I'm never proud of myself for doing it, but I can't turn it off once it comes it's on. It's a good show. Well, it's, you know, it's a great station, isn't it? It's got a bit of everything on there. So. And it's got those... Uh, I love all the columnists. Right. Because they're either uh, older uh, than uh, the day is long, or they're just gayer than old Perry. It's it's <laughs> one or the other, but they're all great people to watch. They certainly are. I think most of them have come out on the show. I told them, give, give me $200 or go to somebody who can talk about it, but... You know, where yeah. are they coming out of? New York? They, well, they come out from all over the place. There's uh, Liz Smith. Right. She's from New York, I think. Or my, L.A. My favorite, uh, my favorite, I like both the guys. I like the Butch guy. A.J. Benzer. Right. Yeah. He's, he's real from Butch. New York, Brooklyn. Yeah, he's doing movies, you know. He was in uh, that uh, Mel Gibson movie. Oh. The one that was done in New York. He's doing. He's doing pretty good. Really? He just. Yeah. Uh, do you. Do you have contact with these people? Oh well, I know AJ because of course you know I was in New York for so long, and he used to write for the Daily News. So AJ and I sort of like go back a little bit. Then you're. But the rest I don't know. Michael Musto. And you're out on the street and uh, or different locations. I saw once. Hey, uh, so you're. How'd you called it? Location. The streets out. <laughs> you're rough, you're out walking you. the street. You're out, like I saw you in Beverly Hills once, right in the heart of Beverly Hills. I like to hang around there. And you do your thing, and then you throw it over to them, and then right. they tell you what uh, the hell's going on with Brad Pitt's penis, and then they throw it back to you. I never heard that one. That would have been a cool one. I would have hung around for that. Oh, but they're they're always they're, talking yes. about someone's penis. Exactly. Well, they're always talking. No. Are they? Well, I must watch the show. <laughs> you got to read between the lines. Oh, I see. I see. What does your notepad say? Uh, so it's downtown. <laughs> okay. Read between the lines. 
All right, so they throw it around, and they come back to you. And give me the signature thing. I know you're tired of this, but what is it? Peace, uh, love, and gossip? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. It drives everyone crazy. You of understand course. that. Remember in the old days when I was with MTV, I used to say, wubba, 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 and everyone used to say, what does that mean? Right. So you figure you need a new... It means I get a check. <laughs> so you, you and Mahalo. <laughs> right. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to cultivate Mahalo. You may want to use that once no, in a while. No, I'm fine Peace, with love, my... and Mahalo? No, I'm fine with my own things. All right. Are you Gossip. married? No, I'm not. No. Are you? No. Oh, really? No. Hi. That's something. And I like Hi. that English accent. What sign are you? I'm a Gemini. Gemini, wow. Yeah. Right. means I got two personalities and half a penis. <laughs> I don't know what it means. <laughs> you don't care about that stuff. I really don't, know. What are you into? I don't think, you know. Are you into anything weird? No, not at all. Religiously, everything's fine? Mm-mm. Just, you know, believe in the good big G-O-D up there, that's it. Mm-hmm. And uh, what movies you have coming out? I'm looking down on my thing here. Yeah, I just did a couple of movies, actually. I did, um, well, I was I was going out doing movies, um, being booked. I, th- I think I did um, Spy Hard. I was in it for about a second and a half. Right. And I was in BAPS for even less, so I wanted to do a part that was longer than my name, and I finally got one. I-95, which is a movie about a video road trip. I'm a video director. I'm a bit of a bitch in it, actually. Which yeah. Is, yeah, it's quite nice. Well, people, uh, I mean, you could pull it off. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did. I did. Yeah, <laughs> I <hope so. laughs> I've been known to. <laughs> I don't. I don't mean to be insulting, but uh, there, there are people out there that hate you. Are they really? Yeah, oh, yes. Well, you yes. They. You can't let it. Everyone can't love you. Do you know what I mean? It no, I you know. You can't make friends with everybody. It's pointless. So, fifty percent are going to love you. Fifty percent are going to hate you. So, the best thing to do is really love yourself. Yeah. Do you do and that then, well? Yeah, of course. Do it very well. All right, and you don't. Uh, you don't have any women just attacking you on the street with Mm-mm. purses. No, I I've been really lucky. I mean, I don't know what it's like for anybody else, but I normally, I normally get nice people coming up to me. Very rarely, very, very, very rarely. Yeah, Adam, so it, it says something about you that you get all these people coming up and complaining to you. I don't get that many complaints. I do get my share of abuse, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure Julie gets hers too. Since the publicist keeps her separated from those types of letters, you got a different job to me. You oh, know, you that's gotta true. Keep it real. I got to keep it fake. Yeah, what about that? Yeah, I just got to do a good job. I got to host shows and. You know, let everyone know that it's a good time and what's coming up is a good thing. You, well, know, you on the other hand, you know, <laughs> slice and dice, right? Do you, uh, yes. It's uh, a different well, job. Drew's bringing up uh, either me masturbating or some <laughs> anima-related story or something. So even if I didn't want to keep it real, Drew is forcing me to keep it real. Okay. All right, so when you do your your stuff, is it a little bit of a character? I mean, would you call it? Well, um, I guess, yeah, when everyone's been in the business, like, a long time, it, it becomes your character, yeah. I mean, in the beginning, it was really me. Right. But now, yeah, of course, you know. How old were you when you got on MTV? I was, um, about 16. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter with you? Shut up, Drew. <laughs> Drew's like, wow, that means you're 22. Okay, I was 21. Were you? 86. I'm not trying to guess your age, oh, but I know okay. you got started at a real young age. Oh, you yeah. look exactly the same as you did then. Yeah. You're a beautiful ebony woman. Thank you You don't so show much. your years at all. Thank you. Yeah, what, black don't what, crack, what is, is that what they say? Yes. Black don't crack. What is your, uh, what is your ethnicity? Are you all black? Um, no, my mother's blonde, actually. She's mm. white. My mum's white. Yeah, see, my that's... My dad's black. My dad's Jamaican. It's a very good mixture. Yeah, and then you is. toss in the English accent and the uh, tight butt and the perky boobs. And, and you uh, get an R on the end of everything. you got a winning combination. Yeah, we're trying to figure out at the beginning... Is this how you talk to people you like? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. 
What? I, I like her. I know. I'm just wondering <laughs> if that's how you speak to people you like and respect. I'm keeping it real, Drew. Yeah, Please. Yeah, indeed you are. I wanted to talk about this English Drew thing. Drew wants some juice. <laughs> Do you have any gossip, by the way? Is no. there anybody who's doing anything that we need to know about? No, not really. I came to promote me and you. Are you, uh, yeah, screw that. We don't need to talk about anybody. <laughs> do you, do you follow all that we, stuff, we or do they calls. just feed it, feed it to you? Well, Shush actually, up. actually, when I do Hold the on. show... Hold on. Engineer Mike, shut Drew's mic off for a second. Thank you. <laughs> no. no, that's fine. Drew, come and sit by me. You can share my mic. No, it's all right. He's good over there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just be like uh, Hitler on the podium. All right, so I'm sorry. What were we saying? I like your little mic stand with the Crown Royale right there. Yes, it it filters out all the nasty words. <laughs> the um the show you were saying. Yeah, are you into the gossip yourself? No. Is it something you follow? Something you care about? No, not really. I mean, I care about my job. I care about hosting things very well, and I care about E, of a course. And do they just? Well, actually, I guess the columnists come up with all the material, and then you just do the segments in between right. and throw it I'm back host. and forth. They're correspondents. They're, they're the ones that get all the dish and stuff. To be honest uh. with you, I don't know what they're saying. It's good, because it's a good cover, because I really don't know what they're saying. When I do my stand-ups, they put their bits in later. Right. It all gets inserted. Yeah. All right, Drew, we can go to the phones now. <laughs> can I speak? There we go. Thank you. Hi, Drew. Good evening, Drew. Uh, Sadriana. Sadriana? Hey, girl. Hey! Wubba wubba, your career's in trouble, trouble, trouble. All right, no, that that, that doesn't rhyme. <laughs> that was well, it. that was it. I got to tell you, Julie. You know what? If someone's <laughs> going to dog me, dog me the cool way. you got to have it rhyme. you got to say, you know, you're the devil, 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 your career's in trouble. I mean... Yeah, I think she was trying to work the well in. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, we've never... Right. We've Thank never you for spending so much money so on me. So fast, past the screener. Wow. All right. And next time, you're going to do a crank call... Include a story. And don't pick a long-winded name that I can't pronounce. Just go with Sue, for Christ's sake. All right, Drew, why don't you sell the hell out of the next call? Right. We'll uh, chat it up with Julie during the break, and then we'll come back. Aaron is 19 and wants to talk about what a threesome will do to his relationship. All right, this is good. Julie, you have something to say on this? Oh, yeah. Good. Hey, this is Greg Fitzsimmons, host of Fitz Dog Radio, right here on Podcast One. Join me. Track my rage against middle age, the exploration of what's behind the scenes in Hollywood with guests like John Hamm, Zach Galifianakis, Jimmy Kimmel, Corolla, Hardwick, Rogan, Sarah Silverman, all the big guns. We talk personally in a funny way. Come check it out. Fitzdog Radio on Podcast One. Okay. You're listening to Love Line with Adam Corolla. Adam Corolla. Rolla. Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. You're really craving. I'm so craving. <laughs> I so need a cigarette. Yes. And, and, all right. All right. We got a couple things to talk about. That was Clive Barker. And Clive Barker said Adam Carolla. You yeah. heard it. One more time, Mike. Just with the Clive. Carolla and Dr. Drew. Yes. There it is. Right. It's that English thing. Now, I want to talk about that because Julie Brown, downtown Julie Brown, hey. is here from England. Actually, she's been here for a long time, but you, you don't really lose you don't lose a nice accent anyway. Well, no, I think I do okay. I have family here, so. Do they keep you with the accent because they have a strong accent? Not really. I, I think my accent comes out more when I'm, like, talking, interviewing or something like that. When I'm doing my show, I just fly off and get, you know, I pick up the American accent a little bit more. 
Right, but well, when I'm myself, when I'm just you know, chilling, chilling, chilling in the room. You sound like you're from Boston when you're just... No, I sound English. Oh, okay. I want to ask you about the uh, A thing and the ER. I know people are tired of me driving this into the ground, but I've still not gotten a satisfactory answer. What and do I'm you not, think is wrong with it? I don't want to... Pronounce, pronounce water. N- water. Okay. Now, I'm not... Uh, Drew, but if you, I wanted to say it really English, it'd be water. Right. You almost said water last time. But here's my point. I had this English girlfriend, and she would put she an A. She was so much fun. Oh, she was a ton. Yeah, uh, so much fun. Looney is a, is a tune. Well, of course. All though. nuts. All nuts. All nuts. Oh, boy. She would make scones. <laughs> and they, She'd make scones, and, and I'd be like, uh, what are you doing with that milk? It's rotted. I'm making scones. That milk's been in there since the Johnson administration. Get it out of the bowl. You must let the milk rot in order to make the scones. Hey, listen, the war was not fun. We learned to do a lot of things with bad stuff. Is that how the scone was invented? Well, yeah, it's so that you didn't waste anything. I mean, it's like, we hey, we got some rotten milk and there's some raisins. <laughs> hmm, what are we going to make? Some dead grapes and some rotten milk. <laughs> yeah, the grapes gone bad, the milk's turned sour. Let's see, what can we do here? Throw it out? No, don't throw it out. We'll make something called a scone. That's right, we never throw anything <sighs> away. And it was good, but I couldn't enjoy it because it was rotted milk, I kept thinking the whole time. But, but you're I, very sm- spoiled here in America, you know. Yeah, we we uh, we like spoiled. well, we got a lot yeah. of cows out here. That's all. <laughs> here's and they don't have that crazy bovine disease either. <laughs> all right, here's what I wanted to get to. She every time there's an er on the end of a word, such as water, she water. would she would toss an a at the end of it and call it water. Which water. Is, that's the right way to say it. Water. Yeah, but it's w a t e r. Water. 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 I do it with two Ds. See, it's, <laughs> you're, you're still doing you're still doing the er on the end, but you're doing you're doing like a little thing in the middle of it, like water. Yeah, but that's water. just because I have a deviated septum <laughs> and I did too much boxing when I was uh, in my teens. But here's my point. It's water. Okay, but don't make me shut your mic off with Drew's mic off. <laughs> then I'll shut the phones down. Drew, and we'll... do you have a problem with it? Is it water? No. It, here, it, it, look. It, it, let me get to my point. Drew, quiet down. Drew, quiet. All right. Here's what I want to say. They would say water. That's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's very becoming. I love an English accent. And I understand that you remove the ER and you just basically pronounce an A there. But then when there was opportunities to use an A, like Corolla, Corolla. it would become Corolla. So I mean, they're spiting you. Corolla. Like when you were talking about... Yeah, but when you were talking during the break about Martha, uh, who was it? Martha, Martha and Nina. Quinn. Martha and Nina. You said Martha and Nina. Right, and you thought I was spelling Nina like N-I-N-E-R. Well, that's how you're saying it. So I didn't say Nina. I'm just saying, here is your chance to use the A, this, but your beloved right. A. The right. A you've been dying to use. The A you've been using in water for all these years. Now here's an opportunity. Look at you getting all vexed. Look, I'm English. Right. I'm English. You're the one that's put the accent to it. You're the one with the accent. Trust me. All right. <laughs> I won. Uh, it's not about the dead one. Oh, my dead one. You were yeah, talking about having a, a jaw flown out. Right, I had two that's cats, vodka, vodka and tonic, and my dog is called On the Rocks. So I got vodka and tonic, and um, vodka, yeah, I got <laughs> chewed up by a coyote. My vodka may have just killed itself. Well, I don't... 
I think it throws up in the coyote's jaw. I lived in New York and I wanted to call them rum and coke, but then, like, the one that's now tonic kept running off. So every time I opened the door, I'd be like, Coke, Coke. And it didn't go down very well. So I changed it to vodka and tonic. So now they just think I'm an I had two dogs named Crack and Hookers. Where's the hi hat, Mike? Come on. The point is, is if you live in the hills out here, there are yeah. coyotes. Yeah. And if you don't bring your animals in at night, the coyotes, thank you, Mike. <laughs> the, the coyotes, coyotes kill them. Will Good kill luck. them. And this coyote yeah. attacked your cat yeah, and did ho horrible damage. Mm -hmm. And the thing needed a new jaw. Yeah, his jaw was hanging off. His tongue was huge, like a human tongue. It was like fat and huge. And, and what did you do to replace the jaws, my question? I just They actually flew something in from Dallas. They actually flew flew a jaw in. Like a prosthetic a jaw? jaw? Yeah, for my, for my little cat. Well, did another cat little... get in a motorcycle accident I think and another they needed cat a donor? donated the jaw, actually. It was another cat jaw. They had to fly it in on. from Dallas. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's no cats being, uh, <laughs> Guess, uh, being die, dying out here? I think it was a money thing. <laughs> it said it was from Dallas. How much did it cost you? Um, for the cat, $2,500 oh. for the stuff. Yeah. That'd be it. Yeah, that's why the second one died. <laughs> Anytime we get into the triple digits, it's... uh like, how much is it going to cost? Oh, right. I'd already start picking out... Uh, it, uh -huh. it'd, already, it'd already be uh, Vodka 2. The name would already be bestowed on another kitten. $2,500 for that yeah. cat. God bless you. You're quite a compassionate woman. Thank you. Aaron. Yeah. 19. How you guys doing? Good. Hi. Hey, is Drew Keith, Keith Adams all over? Keep, keep him away. From this call? Uh-huh. All right, what's going on? Okay. Um, well, here's the deal. I'm I'm in a relationship with a girl, and the relationship's about about a year and a half old. And uh, we were really good friends before that, and uh, the the thought of a threesome's come up. Actually, the actual possibility of one. Well, I'm already kind of lost. This is a girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, this is a girlfriend. She was originally a friend? Yeah, yeah. And how long has she been your girlfriend? Um, about a year and a half. And how did this business of another person get into the act? Um, well, I don't know. I guess sexually, we were uh, exploring other options, and we thought of a threesome with the. We did, girl. or you thought of it? No, we, both of us. Uh, actually, when he says we, he means like the, the royal queen. We, yeah. Yes, we are not amused. That you kind said of it thing. first. Um, uh, probably, I, I, I would have to say it would be me. I, I would have to say it's probably well, right. Let me scrape Drew up off the floor. Yeah. Hey. Drew, are you all right? I can't believe it. <laughs> no, God, it's always the guys that say it first. That's hey, right. How that's about right. a threesome? That's yeah, right. let's because talk for, about it. Because that, that is, that's, a, that's a male fantasy. That's something that men I, are... This relationship is a year and a half young. I mean, my gosh. I mean, yeah, if you've been with somebody like, you know, like 50 years or something, not even then. But well, a year and a half young is pretty young, don't you think, to start well, exploring? Not only that, it, it's going to destabilize this relationship in ways that neither of you expect. She'll be gone, bud. Yeah, this this whole thing will fall apart. And, and if that doesn't matter to you, and if you guys don't really care about each other, and you're just exploring uh, yeah. just because you're a young guy, that's one thing. Well, let's not curse it yet. Let's just well, hear Well, how do you do out. that, though? How do you do that? If I if I was with my boyfriend, okay, and we decided, oh, yeah, let's have a threesome. No, and again, it wouldn't have been we, would it? No. It would have been him it demanding been it, pushing him demanding, it, yeah. and you trying to make him happy. Exactly. I mean, if I saw him having it off with somebody else, I'm telling you, it is over like Rover. But what about him watching you having it off with somebody well, else. If he, if he, if he wanted to watch me do that, then I'd know that he had no respect for me anyway. And no feel. Oh. Yeah, no. Well, you feelings. got way too much pride. Oh. <laughs> I got a good man. But listen, you're a celebrity. <laughs> you know, they, guys don't ask celebrity chicks to do this kind of stuff. <laughs> they don't. You don't watch the gossip show, do you? No, well, no. Uh, you know what I would do if I was uh, having sex with you? 
No, I, I don't want to know. Excuse me, Drew, talk to me. <laughs> Could no, we I'm, turn his mic not, off? Not physically. Could we turn his mic off? Is that please, stu- please. Is that stu- oh, oh, <laughs> yes. What, what a show we'll have. Oh. Uh, Drew, give me it's this. On. All right. No, I'm not going to say physically what okay. I would do to you, because that's going to be a surprise. What I would do is I would watch this gossip show and get myself all worked up. Then I would listen to some of those uh, godforsaken Knott's Berry Farm spots for a while <laughs> and get myself going. And then I would watch some old uh, tape MTV. MTV shows. And I would get into such a frenzy, I would just come bursting into the room and have you. That would be foreplay for me, to see you on there in that tight dress doing the peace, love, and gossip thing. All right, Aaron, oh, and I would make you do that in bed. Uh, stay with Aaron here for a second. Or ask you to do it. Excuse me. Aaron, are you all right? Yeah, Adam's my hero. Anything else you want to know about this? Um, you, you can see where we're all going with this. Is yeah, it, we, yeah. we don't approve of this. It's, stuff. A, it's a bad idea, but uh, well, if, if if it's the girl down the the hall at the dorm room, and you guys are graduating this year, and everyone's looking to experiment, that's uh, one. And, and thing. you don't really care about the relationship. That's a different thing. Yeah. But this if this is a committed relationship where you guys really care about. Things, you do care about it. Don't delude yourself about how this is going to affect everybody emotionally. It's it, uh-huh. these are these are three people now in a very intimate triangle and feelings occur that you don't expect there's so many things you can do with just two people right right well i I mean and again this is this is women need to learn to assert themselves in their relationships that women need to uh, need to not be worried about making the guy happy because that's not what it makes healthy relationships i I I was i was worried about that in the first place and i i might be wrong about this but but i i approached her with it and I, i left it alone for a while and then she mentioned it to me afterwards uh, after a wait well, again just decide whether or not the relationship it's it's a risky and, and if it's really really important to me right if the relationship's important to you that you're taking huge risks she she will do it for you because you want her to do it right. if you wanted to do it she will do it for you but then after after the fact if it should happen um women it's normally should, the women's women feelings that should that's not something. do that they right. should not do that well yeah, y- yeah. here's the deal <laughs> you always end up paying the piper exactly. with this one. Nobody exactly. would love a threesome more than me. No one would love people to be able to emotionally get away with a threesome, but people aren't wired that way. And if you are wired that way, there's something wrong with you. I think so. I agree. Meaning if you can take your fiancé, who you're going to marry in four months, and watch her have sex with another guy. Disgusting. And that's not for real relationships. That's for just, you know, that's just for sex partners. Or, and some people don't don't know how to have intimacies. In fact, they, they kind of uh, keep themselves away from intimacy by that kind of thing. That's the only way they can even experience any kind of closeness is if they have that kind of pushing away going at the same time. And that's not healthy. It's not real. All right. Drew, uh, never never had a threesome? No. I know you haven't. I just want to ask you first, because uh, Julie? Uh, no, no, never. Never a threesome. Adam? Never would Adam? either. Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> I had like a two and a half <laughs> one time. It was actually, it did make it to to the threesome category, because one of the women was so big that actually it was like a three and a half. It, it was not intercourse. It was just a uh, oral thing. I didn't really do anything. I was just sort of along for the ride. I was. Uh, I would. I would think if this guy wants to experience a threesome, you know, if he wasn't in a relationship, then he should go out and find two different. party girls and and have a good time. Oh, the, the great. The the kicker to the story is uh, the next morning, as if uh, which was uh, it, I dropped one of them off at what church to the third and, and the other one off at their boyfriend's house. Oh huh? my god. Well, what happens to the third person? What if she well, what do they care? They're just having a big sex-a-rama. I mean, yeah. they're not, it's free sex for them. It's open that's, season. That's the point. I mean, feelings, please don't forget that's what this is all about. 
<laughs> really? I mean, the, 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 per, the third going per, into a song. Then. No, the third person is not an object. They're a feeling human being who's going to have feelings in that experience. Let's somebody you hire. Mm-hmm. All right, Drew brings up a very good idea. When we come back, it'll be more with the infamous downtown Julie Brown talking about the gossip show and more with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla on Loveline. Meanwhile, on the other love line in the parallel universe, parallel universe. our guest today is a bear. <laughs> oh, and watch out for Earl the Human Clam. Both love lines will be right back. Brand new this week at PodcastOne.com, P.O.'d with Dennis Miller and Adam Carolla. Awesome! The king of all podcasts, Adam Carolla, joins forces with iconoclastic comic legend Dennis Miller. If you're asking me whose voice most closely mirrors what's in my head, it's this cat. Great guests, great topics, and new listeners always welcome. So get P.O.'d now. I, I mean, download the show now. Always available 24-7 at PodcastOne.com. That's PodcastONE.com. Loveline, we're here with downtown Julie Brown and uptown Dr. Drew and midtown Adam Carolla. Loveline will be back in a scant 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. 98 KUPD, Tempe, Phoenix. All right, more Loveline. Dwight Yoakam coming up at the end of the week. Tonight, downtown Julie Brown is here. You can find her currently on The Gossip Show, which is on E, and it's on... Now, they wrote it down here, but every every time I turn E on, it's on. Right. It's on all the time. And then on the weekends, it is the hour-long blockbuster. Right. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You get everything. You get the weekly wrap-up. It's on every day at 2 2 p.m. here in in Los Angeles. And I guess... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, I was plugging. No, go ahead. Plug. <laughs> go. 5 p.m. in uh, New York City, like on the East Coast. And I guess you can't just tape a batch of those because uh, everything keeps changing. It changes every day. That's why I have to do the show every day. Everybody thinks I just go in and like do a block of, block of hosting, but it all changes. So my lead-ins change every day, too. And is this... 40 hours a week worth of <laughs> taping, or is this 50 hours, or is it 20 hours? I do the show every day. It doesn't take me too long. I'm pretty good at it now. And you have a long contract with them? Um, I have another year. How long has the show been on? It doesn't seem like... I mean, it's been on a while, but not, not that long. Been four years? Are you I think so. Up? I think it's about, been about four years. Well, I've been here nearly two now, and it was on before I came. Who hosted it before you? I don't remember um, that. Um, Heather Hart, and that pretty, pretty mm-hmm. blonde, yes. pretty blonde girl. Oh. She's real pretty. What happened to her? I don't know. Oh, she's gone. Now. I think she went on to do other um, correspondent stuff. No, like, I think she's doing porn now. You're saying during <laughs> the break, weren't you? I, you're no. <laughs> I did. I, Heather, I did not. <laughs> Julie Brown is here, the uh, downtown version. Yeah. Personality. Started yeah, off in, in England. Got into this stuff pretty young, I guess, in England. Yeah, I did. I and used to dance, like real dancing, like disco dancing. I was the world disco dancing champion. You were? Mm-hmm. How do they dub that? How do they figure out who's best? <laughs> I thought John Travolta <laughs> it was. It was all in that era. Yeah, we had 32 different countries from around the world, and I won the gold medal. 
How do you compete that way? You just really dance really funny. <laughs> yeah, but I mean... <laughs> There's disco days. You dance about 120 miles per hour, you know. And do they have it at one big club in England? Yeah, they get all these... Um, like, I I competed all around the U.K., Oh. And then the little UK. What year was that? 1979. Oh, but there's a lot of guys <laughs> with the with the open shirt and the hair and the polyester and the bell bottoms. Definitely polyester. And In fact, um, I was with uh, the USA contestant, and we were always like neck and neck. And of course, you know, USA UK were always together. So when they were calling out the numbers, I was just like, "Wow, they're going to pick USA. They're so much, you know, such a big place." <laughs> and they picked you. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd love to see a picture. Did you ever have an afro? Oh, I was very—I was not attractive. You didn't have a four-foot afro. I kind of grew into my face when I got here. Mm-hmm. I grew into everything when I got here. I wasn't—I wasn't very pretty or anything like that when I was younger. Well, you know, we, okay, a, lot of, but, a lot of good-looking women say that, but I never believe them. Oh, trust me. Maybe true. you didn't I know you were good-looking. And and, oh, you know. I just love to see that. <laughs> you, you, I'll send you a picture. I'll send you a Christmas card. Were you sporting some spandex and that kind of thing? Uh, no, I was never. I was never uh, a sexy dancer either. I was always a funky kind of person. Oh. I always had big baggy pants on. That's it. Speaking of, that is my. That's the music we danced. <laughs> Speaking of funky, could you imagine the smell coming out of that place? <laughs> uh, the reason I know this place smelled is because polyester does oh. not breathe at all. There's always There's only certain countries that don't wear deodorant. Most most, uh, most oh, people do. Oh, that's right. There Europe, you are in Europe. 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 There's it's no French. shaving. There's no deodorant. The French. There's the no French. cotton. Not all of Europe. All the of Swedes Europe. The are very clean. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. they don't grow hair. No, exactly. So the, the French, <laughs> they don't the French need to are shave. the ones, really. Some oh, French people. Imagine the French contestant there. <laughs> Jacques Lamont. He's covered <laughs> head to toe with polyester. He hasn't taken a shower since uh, France was liberated in 1945. <laughs> big old beard and handlebar mustache, a ton of ton of hair, a big uh, merkin piece stuck to his chest so the no, hair would really hang out. Really tight pants, really tight Really pants. tight pants and just sweating, gyrating sweating. nonstop with no air getting through there. Oh, oh, the humanity. George. How you doing, gentlemen? You're 27. I have a good old-fashioned STD question for the doctor here. All right, go ahead. Um, I've been seeing this girl for about uh, three, four months now, and the subject of sex has started to come up. problem is she has herpes. Um, I'm curious to know um, if we're using protection and she's not having an outbreak, what are the chances that I could contract it from her? They're finite. I can't give you an exact number, and it's different for different people. Uh, When people are uh, producing virus and when they're not, it's very hard to predict. But he's using protection. When using protection, that substantially reduces the risk further, but not completely. I mean, it can occur in other areas that are not covered by the condom, theoretically. What about like a condom bib? (laughs) Condom and bib. Well, what about right. a condom with, with, worked into no, a no. pair of shorts? No, no, right, maybe a, right, or a oh. condom, condom with, with a with a flap or something like one of those mud flaps. Yeah, yeah with the uh, chrome outline of the busty woman, like they I have in the back of the truck. He said a wetsuit. Well, the, yeah, but the it, short idea is very interesting. Yeah, because what what can what Drew's saying is you have a condom over the penis, but there's a life there's a lot of other stuff flying around the down you, there. The way you say penis, penis. <laughs> 
the dip, and, diphthong and the E. And there's stuff, you know, <laughs> rubbing into this and banging against that and chafing against right. this. It, it, again, it's unlikely, but it's it's finite. It's conceivable. But also we talk to people who have partners who have herpes, and it was unbeknownst to them. Right. And they were having unprotected sex for a while and never never contracted it because right. they weren't having an outbreak. Right. So it's hard to predict, but it, it's fairly safe, but not completely safe. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thanks. All right. All right. It, it's fairly minuscule if you're wearing a condom it's, and she's uh, not having I, an outbreak. I, I oh, say minuscule. I, I can't do that. <laughs> what is minuscule to you, Drew? Is that ten? Is that five percent? What's less, minuscule? Less than one percent would be minuscule, and I can't say that that's true. You don't think one percent is minuscule? I call that minuscule. Uh, all right. Less than or equal to one percent. Like if I said you have a one percent shot. You're having a herpes argument. At getting the job. Wouldn't that be a minuscule shot yeah. at getting the job? Yes. Julie, uh-huh. what's minuscule to you? Um. See, small doesn't work for me because small is like 15 to 20%. Right. Puny. I, I, well, I'm not a minuscule kind of person if you can, if you can, it's either whether you can get it or not. If mm. you can get it, whether it's a minuscule or it's mm-hmm. like a full blown thing, mm-hmm. you know, I'll go for the nut. You're not going to chance it? Oh, no, absolutely not. Well, what, no. if, what if a guy, let's just do a hypothetical here. What if I had the herpes? Right. And, you know, you're really attracted to me. I mean, right. really attracted. Right. And, you know, we're getting off real this, well. This is a real stretch here, Joseph. Mm-hmm, I know, I'm getting there. And we're dating and everything was great. And I told you, you know, we hadn't had sex yet. And I told you, listen, I got the happies. That's what we call it here in Loveline. Makes people more comfortable. Right. Uh, I'm not having an outbreak. I have it under control, right. and I'll wear a condom. Right. Couldn't, couldn't we then have sex? No. How about a hand job? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. If I got the daisy rubber gloves on, maybe. Paid for know. dinner and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Everyone has the happy, don't it they? Wouldn't it's no. very common. It's very common. It wouldn't it's happen. Common, wouldn't but not everybody's it. got it. Uh-uh. No, no. Wouldn't I'd, chance it. No. No. Because there's lots of people that doesn't. Me? Yeah. I know. I mean, you're wearing all that tight stuff, and you're <sighs> you're gyrating about and everything, and everyone thinks, "Wow, this she's a player, this one." Uh, but it's, yeah, it's no. true. But you're very mild mannered. Yeah, I am. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's enough out of you. Amber, you're 17. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm calling. I have a serious, very confusing problem. I'm 17. I have a two-month-old son, and my boyfriend's 19. Um, we've had problems in the past. Uh, day after I had my baby, he ran off with a girl for 10 days. And um, just recently, I thought we were getting back to normal and everything was going good. He had her over this Friday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he just made me break a nail, girl. Oh, and you don't know how I feel because I hear from everybody else that I'm, you know, I'm beautiful, I'm sexy, they all want to date me. But the person that I want doesn't want me. Or at least he says he does, but I don't feel his heart's there. Mm-hmm. Well, we're gambling. Hold on a second, Amber. Okay. I don't know if I have any money, Drew. Yeah, we're getting the chips. Uh, do you have any money? Me? Really? No. Do you I don't get, have anything? Do I get paid for this? Uh, you could possibly make $2. Okay. All right, we'll get the chips I'll get out. It up. I, I'll get it up for you, okay? Where? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hold on a second. All right, everyone, hold it. Drew. I've lost my burger now. Stall. I'm going. I'm going for the right chips. Here, right? 
I know, but I got to turn around. Oh, okay. you want me to take the yeah, mic yeah, with yeah. me? No, you go ahead. Right, you, go you, ahead. Can, you can actually turn around. The, the are we still on the air? Yeah, he has to reach uh, one foot to his right. Okay. Why? What? What are we gambling on? We're gambling on Amber's past. Drew went for the dollar. Can we first. talk about it? Yeah, we can talk about it. Here's okay. what we're doing. Okay. Uh, Amber, seventeen. Amber has a child. Right. Amber has a nineteen-year-old boyfriend who cut out one day. After the child was born and took off with, I guess it was a friend of hers or just some girl for 10 days. Yeah. Now he's back and he's brought the girl back as well. Which he shouldn't have been back in the first place, but go ahead. Right. We're wondering, what is up with Amber? I mean, what kind of environment was Amber raised in that she would even consider having a guy like this back in her life? Was there abuse? Was there alcoholism? Well, don't, not, let's not forget that she's still young. She's still young. Let's, she's still only 17. Yeah, that can be your bet. You make place your bet. You decide what, what, what the situation was. Okay. Okay. All right, ante the chip in, by the way. And that's worth a dollar. Okay. 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 The chips are in. All right, go ahead. Do you you go it? first. You I want me to go first? Yeah. Drew went for the wallet rather quickly. I didn't have a real strong gut feeling on this one. She says she's beautiful and that a lot of guys want to date her, which doesn't sound like the normal M.O. from the woman who's going to be the subject of abuse in a relationship. But obviously, there's something up with her because she wants this guy back and he's abusive. I'm going with uh, abusive dad. Be more specific. Physically abusive? Um, mm, it, no, uh, never, never beat her up. Just, uh, just uh, verbally okay. abusive. Right. Okay, that's what I'm going with. Uh, possibly uh, left early too. Abandonment okay. with some abuse. All right, Julie. Me, um, I think um, she's young. She's only seventeen. She got involved with somebody. Um, loves a funny thing. It plays tricks on you when you're very young and she's, naive. She's just over her head. Um, a little bit overhead, especially having a baby so young. That should have, that should never have happened in the first place. If, okay, so if we were why if if she'd been taught the right way by her parents, uh -huh. so I think I think misguided information right from the get go from which comes from the four walls at home and the roof overhead. So I don't think she was really educated in what not a broken family though um i'm not i'm not going that deep whether it is or isn't i think whatever family you're in or whatever whatever peers you have around you you should be educated especially at that age especially what's going to happen when you have sex with someone i think she found the perfect man she found an exact replica of dad Whoa. dad did the same thing it's the exact same thing her mom got pregnant at 16 mm. her dad was in and out with other women and was and just ultimately didn't become daddy probably okay for the sake replica. of the bet i'm going to make Julie's <laughs> answer, just because we're doing a past thing, nothing real specific up with the family other than not a great environment. Yeah. Not an opener. Or not, not, not any overt abuse. Uneducated, yeah. Okay. Uh, Amber. Yeah. Okay, what's Hi, going Amber. on? What's going on with the family? Okay, well, you all are right in a little way. My dad's an alcoholic and he's been abusive. Mm. My mother had me when she was 16. And no. Dr. Drew's right. Drew's doing a jig over here, by the way. Come on, Drew. The woman's in pain. Um, my mom took off when I was three, and um, I've been stripping since I was 15. Your mom took off? Yeah. Uh, well, then you were raised by your dad? Yeah. And he had an alcohol problem. And he was an abusive alcoholic. What kind of uh, abuser was he? Um, not really a whole lot of physical, but just mostly mentally and verbally, you know. Mm, wait a like, minute, that's good for like, a point for me. 
All right. Um, where's mom? Do you ever talk to her? Yeah, occasionally. It always ends up in a fight, so we don't talk that often. Okay. So here's what I'm going to say for the sake of the gambling. Mm-hmm. Drew, you're out. No. Yeah. No. Pregnant, mom was pregnant at 16. Mom was pregnant. Mom was pregnant at sixteen, but you said the same kind of dad. And yeah. what you said is right. the dad got mom pregnant and took off. Right, you're right. Then that did around. not happen. Well, it's one hundred and eighty <laughs> degrees. You couldn't be wronger. Yeah. <laughs> Julie, yeah, you're wrong. Okay, because the family's broken up and everyone's out of the house. And there's that. abuse. I am right because I said uh, no physical abuse, but verbal abuse. From you were pops. right. You were right. Oh, you've oh, you've thank done you this very before. Much. Now I have these chips. You owe me a dollar. I certainly do. But he's a really good father. Uh, this is this. Yeah, this is. Uh, so, I'm talking about earlier tonight. They, they, right. Great boys. My my boyfriend's a great father to our child. He's just abusive and uh, beating me in front of the child well, the, and yeah. then hitting me on the head right. with a telephone. Right. But right. he's never really hit me with his fist. Right. Really. Stalin was a great man, except for the part where he killed, killed several yeah. million yeah. of his countrymen. Uh, other it, than that, he was a decent guy. I mean, come Amber, on. Amber as a girl with a heart and um, a little bit uh, considerably older than you. I just feel that there are so many good people out there. I I think to find a good man is a possibility, and to start with something like this so young, this but is going to be she your would pattern. sabotage an abusive, <laughs> a non-abusive relationship. She couldn't I mean, tolerate it. I, I really, she, I really she would him. she would sabotage a relationship that wasn't abusive. If somebody were really available to her, she would reject him. Amber, is that she would feel bored. So. She would feel bored. She would feel restless. So somebody is available to me. Well, he I mean, isn't. This guy's not. He's not. Who's available to you? If you if you're gonna have a man that you love going out and um, seeing other women while you're trying to raise your baby, is it a girl or a boy? By the way, it's a boy. Forget oh, okay, about raising the baby. So cute. Well, I mean, she's just trying to get home from the hospital while yeah, he's out doing this. Yeah, but you know this. what? Now, when you've got a baby, you got two people to think of when the abuse is happening. Ears are ears. No, you have one to think about. It's the baby. It's all about the baby from now on. But you're, that's you're, not what's bothering me. What's bothering me is he brought her into my house when I wasn't here, and I was going to get a car for us. Is that him on the other line? Probably. I don't care. That's him calling from jail. <laughs> All right, so... I wouldn't doubt it. Amber. You gotta what? drop him, Amber. I'm, I'm telling you, when someone goes that close to him, you gotta drop him. Sorry, baby. You gotta. You got to. Well, yes. like he's not going to do it again if you take him back this time. They always do it again. He oh. said he didn't realize what he was doing and that, you know... He in the house? He didn't know what house you lived in? And he won't realize it next time either. And he didn't know you were pregnant? Yeah, he didn't... Huh? He wasn't aware of that? Well, yeah, he, I mean... He left the day after you gave birth, you said? Yes. That is despicable. And brought her to the hospital. This guy is an asshole. And brought his girl, his other girl to the hospital? Yes. To what? See his new, his, his new child? I, I guess. Or she drove him there. Oh. He's a very, very sick, sick right. man. And he's going to get her pregnant, too. Oh, my God, don't say that, because I've been thinking that. Well, well what, do you, what do you think would happen will. if he, he keeps me, having sex? He told me nothing happened in the house when she came over. Oh, yeah. Okay, he sure. wouldn't yeah. let me in the house. Oh, yeah. oh my right. God. He Nothing told me happened. Call before Amber, I it's, home. it's really it's it's about Amber and the kinds of people you're looking for to try to solve the old problems with Dad. I'd be I'd be told good about that yourself. You, you're casting a play here. Deal in reality. This guy is an abusive asshole. And he is a, a despicable person. That's who he is. You love him because you, he fits what you need to try to fix the, the ills of the past. 
All right, if your dad wasn't a world-class alcoholic abuser a-hole, you'd have no interest in this guy. That is what your attraction is. you got to understand that. It's all you know from a loving... That's the only time you, only connection you've ever had in a loving way is with somebody who's also that. Well, how do I change this? But you get rid of him. Yeah, but she doesn't have the strength to do that right now yeah. because she's still still in the throes of it's all this this um, insanity that was her past. Let me tell you something. She doesn't realize how much strength she, she has. No strength now. That's right. why he's still right. there. That's that's the weak part. And I think he knows that, and so he. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's why he's able to abuse you. He's, he's a, a he's a victimizer. He's an abuser. Yeah, I think he really. I'm, I'm going to tell you something right now. I was in a relationship for a very very long time. I was in a relationship for six years. And the last year, I was thinking, oh, my gosh, what's going on? And I thought he was seeing somebody else, and there was a lot of girls around. And then when I finally found out, and it took me a long time, and I was young, and it took me a long time. And as soon as I found out, you know what, all that year, this guy was saying that I was crazy, that I was nuts, that I was I was making him... Paranoid. He, he would get angry at me for getting upset with me thinking about things. And you know what? When I actually found out, like you've had the evidence right in front of your face. When I found out, he was gone. And that was seven years. And it was, you know, that was tough. But trust me, there's too many good people out there to deal with scum. Well, when I told him that, when I knew she was in my house, he tried to push me down, you know, to go away so she could get out of my house before I came in. Mm. After that, I knew she was in my house. He kicked a hole in the door because he got upset because he denied that she was here. He's an addict too, isn't he? Of course. Be, yeah. 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 Well, that's why she's attracted to him. Listen, it's she's an addict. It, well, okay, that's why he's attracted. Well, he's attracted to her because he can get in her pants because she's an addict. And they can be, be but it really pisses me off. Guys. All right, Amber, Amber, cl uh -huh. close your eyes for just one get second. Get really mad and <laughs> get get real mad and get rid of it. Just close your eyes and listen to me for a second. Okay. You're attracted to him because he's an addict. Because your dad was an addict because he's abusive, because your dad was abusive. You're trying to fix something that can't be fixed because time has passed it. You understand? Yeah. It's It's like you going out working on uh, cruise ships because the Titanic sunk 75 years ago. It ain't going to bring it back, and it ain't going to save the people that died. You have to understand that it's not going to stop the next one from going down. Don't talk about him. Just talk about you. You have a child to raise. You're 17. Uh, it's going to be an uphill battle for you to raise this child. Because she's your... got no support from, from right. anybody. Right. Your number one goal is to not let your child go down the road that you went down, which is a dark, crappy, pothole-riddled, horrible road. Now, the good news is, is you're 17, and there's plenty of time for you to, to fix things. Don't deal with him. Don't deal with the relationship you're having with him. Just deal with yourself. Deal with some therapy. Deal with some counseling. Deal with your friends. Deal with, you know, trying to mend things with the family. You can go to Al-Anon meetings for free. Codependency. <laughs> code, right. Code meetings. Get some, get some get connection with people. Get into that are, world. Yeah, who are healthy and uh, can support you in a genuine way. Right. But forget about him. Okay. When we come back, more uh, downtown Julie Brown, more Drew, and uh, more you. Hey everybody, Dr. Drew here. And I'm Mike Catherwood. And we just want to say thank you both to our sponsors for supporting the show and to those of you who support our sponsors by clicking through on the Amazon banner. Be sure to use the products that support this program. Without them, we are unable to continue to uh, thrive. Kind of pull, as Adam would say, I put a little wind in the sails. 
keep the pirate ship afloat. Well, we don't have a pirate ship like he does, but we got to keep this thing afloat. And the way they do it is by clicking through on Amazon for any purchases. And it doesn't cost you a thing. But Amazon kicks a little bit over to the podcast producers, yeah. and we can keep doing our podcast. Yeah, and it, look, again, let's remind people, you're probably going to use Amazon anyway. Yeah. So if you could, just before, go ahead and click through that banner. Do your shopping the same way that you would, and when uh, we get a little, we get our beak wet. So go to Podcast One, head to over to the Loveline page, and then click through on the Amazon banner there, and you'll be supporting the show, and we appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Hi, this is Kelly from Snake Pimps, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carella and Dr. Drew. Oh, she nailed it. Yes, you is. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. And we're here with the delightful downtown Julie Brown. And let me say that I am pleasantly surprised that uh, not only are you even more beautiful in person... (laughs) But um, I appreciate your candor, and uh, she's quite refreshing. Yeah, oh, I, I, thank you. I uh, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but I was prepared. Oh boy, she's going to have an attitude. I just thought you were just going to I don't know going to be the gossip queen in here. Hmm. And you're very open, very honest, and uh, well, quite uh, quite delightful. Wouldn't you say, Drew? Thank you. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I have to get my bosses a tape of this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh. I could only imagine because uh, I'm an a-hole when we do the TV show, and I'm a nice guy. <laughs> Drew is actually nice. That's yeah, one thing. He's a nice guy. Well, because I'm so busy being an a-hole, he doesn't, I, I just voice everything. You thought I was going to be completely different, like a bit of a B.I.T.? Yeah, yeah. I did. Well, no, maybe just a little. I a knew little. you weren't going to come in here and and be a bitch, but I thought you were going to come in here and maybe have be doing your act a little mm. bit, you know? Have your guard up, no, doing the thing. No, I to them for making me come in and do the oh, okay. your fault. Poor scared guys. <laughs> you guys can sit down, by the way. You're making me nervous standing there. All right, just pointing at the uh, publicist. Um, the E! Show, the Gossip Show, it airs Monday through Thursday at 5 o'clock on the uh, East Coast and 3 o'clock here on the... Two. W- two. Oh, two? Yeah. Oh, says three right there. Because we're three hours different, right? Only three hours. Oh, I guess that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. so it's like three central time, like mm. in uh, uh, Arizona or something. Right, right. Uh, okay. okay. It's on and then all it's the on, time. It's a big jamboree on the weekend. You can't miss it. <laughs> Listen, if you're watching a lot of E, you don't got a lot going on, so just sit there and watch the damn gossip show. That's I cool. do, too. Once it comes on, I can't change it. Ashley. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, you're only 13. Yeah, I know. Hi, Ashley. Well, hi. Um, I have a real big problem. Just about two weeks ago, I was out with um, my boyfriend and my friends, and he's 15 years old, and he wanted to get high with me, and so... We, um, I guess we were doing marijuana, and I took a hit off, um, of his pipe, and I went absolutely psychotic. I mean, I started rolling on the ground, absolutely screaming my head off. I was, like, I couldn't remember some things. I, like, I was just shaking. Do you remember now what had happened, or is this just what people... I remember parts. It's like I would, I couldn't remember some, some things, but then I, you know, I... It was hard. I couldn't control myself. Have you ever had anything like this at all happen to you before? No. 
Nothing. I mean... Are you I, on any medication? No, I was on, like, Ritalin, but I don't think that has anything. You were on Ritalin when you... When you no. Were exposed to the, that no, was during school. See, we used to just call this a lightweight. They don't have that terminology anymore. Mm-hmm. Remember that? He's a lightweight. Has she got high before? Have you got high before? No. See, I've taken a few hits um, off of, like... Um, a joint? Yeah, a joint and stuff, but I didn't really, um, you know, really... Did you... Are you sure you, it was marijuana in there and it wasn't something heavy if it was a pipe? That's what I thought. Maybe it would be laced and stuff, but um, my boyfriend, I guess, he took a hit before me and he didn't get any, he didn't, like, do anything. Nothing happened to him. And so they thought, my friends thought I was acting. They're like, God, she's acting and stuff. And then afterwards, you know, like, the day after, he, you know, dumped me because he thought I was being, you know, stupid and, you know... I guess they Well, this kind of thing I always worry is, is exposure to PCP. That, that, that's something that people can put in there, and mm-hmm. in certain individuals can react very strongly to it, and others may not have so much of a reaction Especially to if it. they've done it before. Yeah. Uh, there are also toxic, psychotic reactions to marijuana. It's, it's, not, it's not unheard of to have this sort of thing in reaction to pot. Usually it's actually fairly, after a fairly large exposure. A uh, single hit usually wouldn't do that, but it's possible. Um, the other thing I would worry about is whether or not you perhaps some, have some other medical psychiatric problems that somehow were just sort of brought to the surface by this. But again, real unusual. Really? Uh, hard to say exactly what this was. Well, because, I mean, I've had problems, like, with my parents, and, you know, I go ballistic and I go off the wall, but, I mean, would that have anything to do yeah, with it? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, if you already yeah. have that, that sort of... Uh, You're a little unstable, operating, yeah. and pot is an unstabilizer, okay. and so is any drug, for that matter. You yeah. had a frustrating age, too, here in America at 13. That's a, oh. that's that's a well, pretty well, hard thing, one. By the way, marijuana and hallucinogenics before the age of 15 can be quite damaging, so please hold out. Please don't do that. I, I really worry about kids getting exposed to that those drugs at a young age, because your brain is still actually developing, still actually growing, really? and it can affect the health and, and uh, way in which the brain would normally have developed. Ashley? Yeah? All right, so the guy dumped you. Yeah. Fine, screw him. He's too old for you. He's a hasher. How old is he? He's 15. 15. Well, he's 15. See, I hang around, around mm. older people. All right. And when I was living in Asia, I'd hang around even older, older people and stuff. Smoke opium with him, perhaps? What? No. What were you doing in Asia? Yeah. Um, I lived there for a while. What, I'll try asking a question again. Uh, what were you doing in Asia? My dad was, he was a businessman, and I guess I lived with, well, I lived with him, and then things did just, they did not work out there. We I see. fought, I ran away to a different country. And oh, my God. How old were you? <laughs> Thirteen. And my dad was like, you know what, you need help, you need, you need to go to a boarding school, and he sent me back. Uh, to a boarding school? What? what? What country did you run away to, by the way? Singapore. Wow. Yeah. So. I, like, fun. ran away to Van Nuys once, but uh, I never left the country. Yeah. You never left Ventura Boulevard, did you? Or? No, I never went out of it, no. All right, Ashley. Uh-huh. We're wrapping up. Okay. Don't smoke any more pot. It's bad for you. This is my one age. Forget, yeah. about, forget about this guy. Okay. And the deal basically is, it sounds like to me, is you're a little bit unstable. You're prone to acting out, and you had pot, and you acted out. I mean, it makes you more, drugs make you either more or less 
I mean, if you're a really mellow person and you smoke pot, your pulse stops, basically. <laughs> and if you're... Be there and say, come on, let's go do this. And then you take it and you start getting freaky and they run away from you. you if, you, if you're going to have to do this stuff, which nobody ever should, but if you're going to do anything, even... You know, drink a little bit with somebody. You gotta be with people that are gonna support you. You gotta be with someone that's gonna be there to say, "I'll take you home if if it doesn't work." Right, out. right. <laughs> Not I mean, dump you. This guy's like, man, she went into convulsions and she swallowed her tongue. <laughs> man, that, she looked a, ugly when she went down there. <laughs> you ever see someone stop breathing, man? It's a real turn off. Yeah, she's out of here. Drew, man, that's Drew. Sorry, Drew. Drew, you're 21. How you doing? Good. Um, I just have a question, please. Um, yeah, I'm 21, and um, a few months ago, there's this guy that I met, I'm gay, and we kind of played around, and he's 17 years old, and um, I was in counseling, and I didn't tell my counselor because it was illegal, and I felt really bad, and he said if anything ever happened, not to let him know because he would have to report it as his duty, and so I never told him. He kind of just um, recommended me to stay away from this guy or like not talk to him um so i haven't talked to him in like a long time and he started calling me lately and i don't really know how to handle him who's your counselor <laughs> who's my counselor well, i don't i don't need his name is it a therapist yeah it's a therapist and he would he would have he he told you not to say anything because you said you were carrying on with somebody who was younger right i mean he said that if you know for my benefit that if i did want to say something that he would have to report it it was up to me but Geez, I, I didn't know counselors or therapists had to report stuff like 21 and 17. <laughs> I really didn't. He said law. that it was like under his obligation. I'm not sure. Yeah. So. I know. Yeah, he does. Yeah, but... Most days. Well, you know what I'm saying, though, Drew? I mean, if you're having suicidal well, tendencies look, if, or you're if, having homicidal tendencies... If, if this guy were talking about something he were doing to five-year-olds, I'm sure the therapist wouldn't be bending the situation and saying, hey, don't tell me, don't tell me, I don't want to know. He'd be trying to figure it out and want right. to report it. You understand? Right. So the therapist is cutting him some slack, too. Yeah, he is. I'm yeah. just, uh, I just didn't even know you were responsible for hey, that. The law's the law. I just, I feel really bad because, I mean. Yeah. I You're talking like... from Rocket Drew, the man who drives 90 miles an hour every night on the way home on the 10. Mm. Hey, the law's the law. I have my own kind of justice. I mean, I totally <laughs> have respect for the law. You got your own <laughs> brand of justice, Drew. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, way to the coffee and donuts series. <laughs> what, should, what should I do about him? I mean, I, whenever I talk to him. Is he still him, 17? He's, he's, he's not going to turn until March, which is my birthday also. You got to wait till your birthday. Oh, wait. Or you're going to get you a present. You got to wait till your birthday. You're going to get a big butt present. <laughs> I'm, I'm just worried. I don't want to get, like, busted. You know, I'm just like self-conscious. I, uh, I, I think um, it's just like um, um, relationships. You know, you know, something like with uh, with anybody who's a little bit younger than them. You know, girls, guys, it doesn't really matter. I think uh, you know, it's so much more fun to wait. Then your relationship will probably grow better too. You yeah, get to know each he's other. He's 21. He's gay. He's horny, and he doesn't want to marry the guy. Hey, you he wants to get wait. it on. Yeah, it's, it's against the law. Relationship at all? It was just like a, a little play kind of a thing. That's that's totally all it was. I never see myself with okay. him. And okay, Drew. Let me ask you this. This is an interesting question. Something we've never really broached here on Loveline. What is the law? For instance, if there's no penetration, like if you're just engaged in oral sex, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? There's a lot of gay couples that don't have penetration. I think they just have oral sex. I think there are different statutes for different... There's, it, there's different, different states. Yeah, there's, 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 there's... Arizona. 
So but, it's but, really but there's there's here. unlawful sexual intercourse and there's also unlawful sexual like contact and th- any th- kind th- of yeah. sexual contact yeah. with any person under the age of eighteen. Yeah, yeah, but see, I can tell you. Uh, actually, I thought I'd say that with a lot of uh, conviction, <laughs> but I really have no idea. But here's my gut feeling: <laughs> a twenty-one-year-old guy fooling around with a seventeen-year-old girl and not having intercourse is not really something that anyone's going to get hauled into jail for. All right. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, they, they, they would if she complained. Yeah, if she filed I'm a complaint. Of, I'm not scared of him. He's really cool. He hangs out with a lot of older guys, but his parents oh, are concerned about... That's right. These things are usually initiated by the parents. With Drew, oh, okay. usually, you know, you tell All right. the parents... Drew, parents fi- Drew then find a, an uh, older sex toy. Thank you. Would you? This guy's hanging around with a lot of older guys, too. God knows uh, what's going on with him. You know what I'm saying? It's being a passed around at a, a <laughs> joined at a uh, Mata Hoopo concert or something. I mean, you know what I mean? God knows yeah. what he's picking up. Yeah, that's right. All right, just find a guy your own age. Julie. Yes. What are you leaving? Oh, yeah, I gotta go. I Where are you nail. going? Did you find your nail? No, I didn't. It's on your floor somewhere. What's up with that? I don't know. They fling off. I heard it crack when that poor girl told you about uh, her problem. You know what? Because that just, you know. It broke your heart and your nail. Uh, I just think girls are going to be so much nicer to each other. And oh. then I think everyone would just be a little bit... Themselves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I got be. deep. I got deep. I'm sorry. I got no, deep. No, it's all right. I'm it's just, midnight. I'm worried I've been about going since 8 this morning. I'm Let me sorry. see your hand. Can I see your hand? Yeah, I broke it. Uh, let me see. Oh, oh. They're no, mine. I think I'm flying off. Yeah, they're mine. Those aren't I yours. Just, yeah, they're, they're oh, you mine. you mean you bought them? They're, they're no, yours. No, they're mine. I've just got that um, porcelain stuff to make keep them strong so I don't break them all the time, but I broke it. Wait, so. what are you talking about? Let me see this for a second. I broke this one. This, you, look. Look, but those you are have glued to look on top of yours. No, 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 no. They're, what? They're, um, mm. It's the special solution that you dip in. Right. And you put it on top of your nail to keep your nail hard. See underneath. Gotta get some of that for my penis. Yeah, (laughs) probably. I've got some in my bag. (laughs) Really? I don't need much. (laughs) I'm sure sure that's not true. You let your nail go. Very healthy. Thank you. You're more than welcome. All right. This is what I like. All right. (laughs) Downtown Julie Brown, everybody. Thank you so much. Leaving a little lighter, but a little wiser from the Love Line Studio. And again, you can find her on the fabulous gossip show on E on the weekends. They got the blockbusters uh, Monday through Thursday, three o'clock, five o'clock, and uh, six o'clock. I'm everywhere. She's everywhere. She's downtown, really, <laughs> Brown. We'll be back. Hello, my name is Margie. I'm the world's guy. All right, downtown Julie's heading downtown. She's left the show. Find her on the gossip show on E. I liked her. I agree with you. She was uh, not what you expect. Much more substance. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I I think she drives a lot of people crazy. I think she does. You mean, mean her character that she plays? The well, it's not the really persona? a character. It's persona. like her on a um, you know double cappuccino or something. Right, right. I just mean it's kind of like... I think a lot of people... The, here's the deal. All right. Here's what we've learned here on Loveline can't judge a book by the cover mm. there's certain people out there that you expect to be amazing people mm-hmm. and virtuous people for mm-hmm. instance mm-hmm. there are people like um you take a guy like john ritter right here's a guy everyone likes yeah everyone loves john ritter yeah everyone says oh he's the he's he's uh, jack tripper right the lovable uh 
scamp from uh, Three's Company, and he goes on and does other stuff. Everyone loves him. Right. Right? Nice guy, isn't he? Yeah, he's a great guy. But, you know, he's done a little womanizing uh. in his day. Believe me. I won't get into details, but uh, <laughs> we had a little talk on the airplane, and uh, there's, you know, he's a guy like any other guy. But people wouldn't expect that. Right. And, and I'm not saying, I don't mean to slight the guy, I just mean he's a regular guy. Right. A marriage, a divorce, uh, you know, girlfriend, that kind of stuff. Right. He's not uh, squeaky he's not clean. Right, right. And then there's guys out there who come across as players or what have you, and you expect that they're up to more. Like you expect Julie Brown is probably up to more. Right. Well, she's not. She's just nice. Right. Nothing, uh, nothing going on there. It's uh, more, that I, more, I, I would think her. more frequently women would uh, fill that bill. What okay. do you mean? A man that looked like, act like a player is um, probably a player. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're probably right. <laughs> okay. Steve. Yeah, hey, guys, how you doing? Good, you're 29. Well, listen, I kind of have a problem here, and the problem is that over the last year, I've been out with about 60 women. And mm. it seems like the majority of the time, between the first and the second date, they'll tell me that uh, they're getting back together with their ex-boyfriend, which, of course, usually is a lie. I'm usually, a lot of times, I feel like used as a tool to make their ex-boyfriends jealous, mm. or they've been abused by, like, let's say their ex and they're not ready to be in a relationship, or they were, like, abused by their father. They have some other kind of personal crisis in their it's like, life. It's like they expect you to be an abuser. When they, it's just like what we were talking about. When they find out you're a nice guy, it's, uh, no. Well, I mean, I have a decent career. I'm, I'm looking for someone that, you know, can bring a little extra something to my life, and I don't expect anything out of the ordinary from a woman when I, when I take her out on a date. All I expect is to go out on a date, and that's it. Uh, if if they don't want to go out with me on a second date, that's fine. I understand. But it just seems like women, uh, and I don't know whether it's just American women or women in general, or some kind of epidemic going around, they, they don't want to be straight from the get-go. I, I recently met a girl at John Gray Seminar here in town. Was that and, what's I'm the, sorry? Was a John Gray Seminar. You know the guy that wrote Venus, Men Are From oh, Pluto right, right, and right. Women Are From Venus? Right. Oh, really? It was a guy who wrote that? It was a chick who wrote that. Well, it's, Is he I, gay or what? Well, no. it, makes a lot of, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I met her there. We went out a couple of times. And then she tells me, uh, you know, I, I'm getting back together with my ex-boyfriend. And I just really, it seems like, I don't know whether women are like to be in abusive or bad relationships or... This, 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 the why do, why do women always uh, reject nice guys? Well, I don't really consider myself a nice guy. I consider myself to be very accommodating but and patient. But I'm not going to let, you know, a woman walk all over me. What would you rather hear? What do you mean? What if she's uh, just using that as an excuse and maybe she's not? Well, you never, you never know. I mean, you. Well, you, what, you, what would you rather? What if it is an excuse? What would you I'd rather, rather a woman just tell me to, you know, uh, just be frank and tell me to, but you she's know, not interested in see you? you later or whatever or what? I mean, but it never happens. If I'm at a club and most of these women I have not met at clubs, I, you know, I because it seems to be a whole different kind of a situation. But if you go to a club, you ask a woman to dance. And I don't know whether it's me or it happens to all guys, but now it's not no anymore. It's, well, I, I have to finish my beer first, and then we'll dance. <laughs> all right, that is no. That is just nice no. Right. You understand? Right. There's a bottom line here. They're not interested in either going out initially or going out on a second date. 
Now, this could be for a cacophony of reasons. Did I use that word right, Drew? Sorry. Oh, please. Can't you just give it to me? Stop with all that. Cacophony is a loud noise. Uh, a conundrum. <laughs> no, uh, no, there, no, wait a minute. All right, let me get the uh, dictionary out. Get the, the dictionary, like, Drew. We don't, we don't. Give me like a panoply or, or like a. Get the dictionary. We don't need you. All right. All right, Steve, listen to me. First off, you shouldn't be attending these seminars. Right. There's nothing but mean, angry, pent-up women who are reading a book because they're trying to figure out what went wrong in their last relationship. Right. Number two, you cannot categorize women or men. They're a-hole men. They're bitchy women. They're great women. They're great men. They're men that make great parents. They're men who make horrible parents right. or a horrible parent, as it were. Everybody is an individual. And... If you're going out with the same type of person over and over again, that means you're doing something that is seeking them out. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? Right. It's not them, it's you. It's them in the sense that there's a lot of them out there, but it's you in the sense that your radar is leading you to those types of women. Because for every one of them, there is another woman who's nice, who would like to meet a nice guy and like to go out and like to go out on a second date and like to be treated right. Mm -hmm. So it is not all about them and it's not all about how come all women and why are they always pulling this. It, they're all different. They seem to be very uh, acceptant of, I mean, you know, I might, you know, make the initial introduction, but then they're very receptive, and then, you know, of course, they don't mind getting a free meal, which is fine. I mean, I'm offering it. I don't expect anything from that, but it just it seems like a lot of times you you never know whether you're getting the straight story or not. But you're you're oozing bitterness already, Steve. Do you understand? Right. right. You feel used for some reason. I'm oozing. Okay. Why do you feel used? Me? Yeah. No, I don't know what I really feel. I mean, you get well, you get to the point where you're like, okay, um, how many more? It's like going through a deck of cards. I feel like I just go through a different deck of cards. I mean, in the last month, I've gone out with quite a few different women, and and, and a lot of times, I don't like them. You know, a lot, I mean, probably I'd say forty, forty, you know, forty, fifty percent of the time, I probably don't care for them myself. But then the ones I do, do, do like and do seem to have something in common with. Never works. Hold on. Never. I found the word. Drew has the word. Harshness in the sound of word or phrases. Discordant sounds. Harsh sounds. Uh, Wait a minute. What happen. word am I thinking of then? Panoply. I wasn't thinking of panoply. Or, or, or a... Uh, cornucopia. Okay. All right. <laughs> Steve, you're going out with a cornucopia of women. Right. Yep. Oh, what happened there, Steve? Pulled something too hard, I guess. All right, Steve, listen to me. Mm-hmm. You're... Angry and you're bitter. Do, you, does, do I sound angry? It's coming through, yes. Right. And women are picking up on that, and you're scaring them off. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Deal with your own issues for a little while. Don't make everything someone else's issue. I've never met a person who's who's successfully dated when they've categorized. Right. What is it with men these days? All they want is, or what's up with these broads? Oh, they're always saying this. And anytime you hear somebody categorize, projection. They're 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 always projecting. Yeah. And categorizing about anyone when yeah. they do it about races. Yeah. Because the reality they're is, doing it. Because reality is people are different. That's reality. Right. So try to figure out what it is that you're projecting. Work on that. Stop projecting it, and I guarantee the women thing will straighten right out. Jason. Yeah. You're 27. Hey. Hey. North Hollywood graduate. 
Oh, really? Go Huskies. Go Huskies. <laughs> yes. What year did you see? You're uh, 27. Did you graduate in 87? 88. Or? 88. Yeah. Oh, well, boy. I got a question for Drew. Yeah. The place went downhill since I left, too. Is <laughs> he jammering with Ant? <laughs> oh, please. Can I talk? What did you say? Uh, Hold on. Drew? Well, okay, I'm listening. Uh, Go ahead. Drew. For Christ's sake. Drew, uh, when you when a woman's on the pill and, the, and they're pregnant, yeah, um, can it affect the child's mind? Can no. It can it give it a, a uh, chemical imbalance later in life? Not that I'm aware of. Not that you're aware of. I don't think it really hurt anything, typically. All right. It's not uncommon for women to uh, take the pill for a little while after they're pregnant sometimes. Okay. Jason. Up? What's the yeah. problem? What's the deal? Uh, my mom was on the pill in, like, 69, and I uh, came out in about 88 with the chemical imbalance. What's the chemical imbalance? Um... Just in the mind, I don't. They they just say it's a chemical mess. I don't know. Well, you got to. You need it. It has a name. Um, schizophrenia. Name. No, schizophrenia is is a is a chronic in, in illness that uh, occurs sporadically. Sometimes there's a familial sort of pattern to it, but that wouldn't it, occur. It really, is not associated with any intrauterine uh, problems that we're aware of. At least I've never seen it associated with anything specific. All right. How you yeah. doing, Jason? Pretty good. Take yeah, your, right. Take your meds. That's the main thing. That's good to yeah, yeah. What are, you on, what are you taking right now? Um, three of them. What? Uh, they're real long names. Okay. Are you able to work? Uh, no, I'm on that Social Security thing. Mm-hmm. You think <laughs> you think you could work? Yeah, I could. That's all right. Most of the graduates from North Alabama didn't don't work anyway. <laughs> I think I'm the only one working. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> all right, Jason. Listen, I I know it's uh I know it's a tough road to hoe for you, but take yeah. your meds. And yeah. see if you can get back into it a little bit. I'll try. Uh, you know, don't bite off more than you can chew. Maybe not yeah. 40 hours a week, but maybe you get in a radio. <laughs> oh, geez. You work like four hours a week. <laughs> you get paid a bunch of money. All right, Drew? There you go. Is that why you're here? Of course. Okay. True. Yeah. Hello, is this Loveline? I have a problem with my stool. Hello, Loveline. This show was fast for me. Was it fast for you? I Julie Brown there. You were, you were smitten. She looked good. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.